Are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that check them out online sidesign.net and hey if you're a parent or a grandparent they've got something for you as well as si design is the leading provider of custom sports prints they offer a variety of products including posters banners canvases and more all you have to do is upload your high quality studio or action shot and si design will create the memory for you for more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that Sideline to Sideline sent here at L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. And you can see it all on our YouTube channel at L4 Media Company. Like and subscribe. <laughs> week of the regular season the playoffs start next week but for some teams they started this week and for some they might have even started last week hello everybody terry bennett grant goodwin here the 2a edition of sideline to sideline brought to you by si design and printing right here on l4 media happy halloween happy game five of the world series hey Happy college football playoff rankings yes. night. Man, the last two days. What were, a great sports night this is. You know, we, we, and you, I got to spend it with you. You mean you want to spend it with no, me? No, that's what I'm saying. I get to spend it with you. That, that, that felt like that was a little mean, though. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. But, you know, it, being a sports fan for Dallas teams in the last 10 years has been tough. You know, we had that in 2010. The Mavs win the, the NBA title. The Rangers were going to back-to-back -back World Series. And then... 2011 game six happened and it seems like since then the dallas sports scene has been kind of snake bit it's finally nice that it feels like we've got good teams all around again yeah it is nice you know we've we've both kind of been houston area fans right oh yeah at, I grew at, up at times as, yeah. well, as well yeah. and you know those have been painful outside of the astros the astros were fun um but it's nice now you know it is kind of shifting i guess to dallas even though the texans look like Maybe they're on the way back. Until up. last week, and they lose 16 to 15 to the winless Carolina Panthers. But that's, that's just football. That's just football. Yeah. And let's remember uh, the Texans are kind of in a rebuilding mode, but they're in a division that's really, really bad. So it's allowing them to kind of hang around. And, and hey, they got one hell of a dude to. D'Amico Ryan. Yeah. He <laughs> no, just, no. What? No, I was talking about uh, Stroud. Oh, what about him? Oh, yeah. He's been playing well. Uh, yeah. In fact, did you see Will Levis? No. Tennessee. You know, the Kentucky quarterback gets his first start and promptly throws four touchdowns as they they end up winning. And all of a oh, sudden, wow. the Titans now look like they're back being, again, in the same division, which is terrible. So it's really right. easy to have these struggles. And you and I, we, we were having a big sports discussion off the air before we started. And NFL is just different now. It's not about being good all year. It's about getting into the tournament. It's like what Bill Parcells said, get in the tournament. And then from that moment on, play your game, 
don't commit turnovers and stay healthy. Anyway, that's kind of the same thing you talk about when you talk about state championships because as excited as we are that we are about to start the playoffs, playoffs for the players in a good way, but still it's a grind. It's Mm -hmm. even bigger of a grind than district or the whole season because they play 10 games, but then you're going to get six more if you're going all the way to state. And every game is well, maybe not for the best teams. The first couple rounds can be kind of walkovers, but really from round three and on, man, it, it you're living on a tightrope. Depends on what draw you get. Yeah. There's some. Look at three. Hey, there's some down in region three. Oh, they're their first round. They're in the be, gauntlet from yeah. by district on. So. Yeah, and, and we saw like last year Columbus – starting off the playoffs by beating the defending state champion Lorena, yeah. losing in the region final to the defending state champion Franklin, and all the games in between were just as tough. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, more and more as we get older, I realize now, and it's always been this way, it's always been about the draw. That That's 90% oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. of getting. Sure. And every coach will tell you, you want the toughest game last. You want the second toughest game second last. You, you don't want to have to play the big dogs right out of the gate and in some of these regions and in 2A too, you're going to be going right out the gate. Yeah. All right. So what we're going to do here now, I, I do want to say that next week, everything is different here on, on our show when it comes to the playoffs. We won't do really any kind of reviews. We might reference players, especially as we get into after playoff games or play, we might reference, oh, so-and-so had 200 yards, but we're mainly always looking forward. So there is no true review, maybe at the state championship because we kind of we kind of explore each team's trips. We'll go back a little bit. So it's going to be a little bit different next week. It's going to be a lot longer. Uh, all the shows will probably be about an hour usually, even mm-hmm. a little longer. That's just how it is the first couple of rounds because we pick every game. Now, we don't talk in depth every game, but we pick every game, and then we pull a couple games out of that that we want to talk about. But let's go ahead and start where we always start, and that is taking a look back. And let's look back at week nine. I want to start with Holly beating Stanford 34-30. to 30. Uh, you want to talk about a team in Holly that it just feels like they're in a great spot right now, you know, state champs, and they've got so much youth. Camden Abels, the freshman, breaks five tackles on a 45-yard touchdown reception on fourth and eight with 47 seconds left, and that gives Holly the win. Oh, by the way, it was his brother, Keegan Abels, that threw it to him, 272 yards, two touchdowns. Holly is now a 7-2, and two, and that's a really good-looking 7-2. and two. They've played a really solid schedule. Yeah, you got the defending state champion playing a highly-ranked Stanford team, right? Mm-hmm. And what does a champion do? They find a way to win, be it pull in a freshman, let him break four or five tackles, uh, with what under a minute left to win the ball game for you. That's what good teams do. Yeah. And you know, last year they blew Stanford out of the water on the road in this game, 32 to nothing. So that mm-hmm. kind of just tells me you, you look at this district and, and I know Cisco's four and five, they're four and one in district. Of course, the only loss is to Hall or to Stanford. They play Holly this week. Um, but I mean, they lose to Clyde, they lose to Wall, they lose to Jacksboro, they they lost to Stanford. So a Cisco team at four and five, again, we're talking about draws. I one don't want to be toughest, the one of the toughest uh, schedules in I, the state, right? I don't want to be the second place team in the no. other district playing third place Cisco if they do lose to Holly this week. I mean, that's that, right. that, that's just again, it, it's always about your draw, just as much as anything else. Uh, Chilton beat Iola thirty-eight to twenty-two. Uh, these are a couple quick hitters. Uh, Garrison, we got Garrison Timpson this week. That's going to be a huge game. They take care of their rival, which at one point was the biggest game for Garrison. I, I don't know. Is that right? I don't know if the rivalry's died down, but it just doesn't feel like either team is good at the same time anymore. Yeah, it's a little lopsided right now. But yeah, Garrison beats San Augustine 58 to 10. Yeah. Um, 
Mark, we talked about that game. They beat Dawson 31-13. I think Dawson hung around kind of nice. Yeah. Um, Wink, 28, Sterling City, 6. Uh, Holland, Outlast Schulenberg, 36-32. to 32. Uh, Schulenberg had the lead in the fourth quarter uh, by 12, but Holland scores 14 unanswered points. Uh, the one negative, it's a great win, but they allowed 500 yards of total offense. And, and we were talking about it. It feels like Holland's been in a bunch of these type games this year. Yeah, they have. And it's not going to get any easier from the second round on. And they're 9-1. and one, But, yeah, when you look at this 9-1, and one, and this is a good schedule. And this is why I think we talk about teams being – uh, you know, that they might be ninth or 10th in state as far as the rankings. But once they get into the playoffs, you all of a sudden go, wow, they just look better. I mean, they beat Granger by three. They beat Bremon by 10. Uh, they beat Schulenberg by four. They beat Thorndale by 14. I mean, this is a team that you can't say they haven't been tested. So when that second round, when things get really tough, I, I feel like Hornets are going to be playing for a while. They could be, but it's going to come down to that defense, yep. right? You cannot get 500 yards, half a thousand weekly especially in the playoffs yeah no right? I, I totally agree with that all right collinsville 51 monster 27 collinsville's uh quarterback logan jenkins had a huge game man he went 10 of 51 for 349 yards passing and he ran for 169 yards rylan newman the uh, receiver nine catches for 99 yards colin brown or, or barnes had eight catches for 92 yards this was just an all-around impressive offensive performance for Collinsville. The same offensive performance that they've been putting out all, all year. Week, yeah. All year. Yeah. Right. They even did it against uh, Cooper, right? And yep. the one loss, they still moved the football and ground up over 400 yards of offense. Yeah. You know, we, we don't talk about Logan Jenkins like you do Terry Bussey because they're two different type quarterbacks. Uh, Logan Jenkins is more Collinsville runs more of that Texas tech spread. But man, he knows he knows where to throw it. When he has to run, he can run perfectly fine. He has four or five guys. And again, a guy like uh, in that offense, mm -hmm. you have to know your spots. Yes, that's what you have to know. Yes, right? exactly. Uh, that's what these Texas Tech quarterbacks have done. Uh, you know your spots, right? And, 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 and you know your reads, obviously, but your spots—that's a really good one. Is going to be. Yeah, that's a good point. You're not necessarily, you know, football is, of course, evolved. Um, you're not looking like it used to be where you're throwing uh, a guy's running a route and you're throwing to him. You're throwing to a spot and they've got to be connected. The wide receiver and the quarterback. sitting down underneath coverage, yes, right? Yes. And you got maybe one, you know, you're stretching the field. You got one long, right? Yep. And uh, sky coverage yep. and, and, against sky. Yep. And then you got two or three guys sitting down underneath. And then you got a running back who might be running a wheel route. How do you stop that? It's, and if you can, execute like Collinsville does you're a tough out exactly and then you, they've got a defense that maybe is not great but at times plays complimentary football with them mm -hmm. um, now for them it's going to be when they get to Albany and that can they handle that inside run game and stuff and that's well that's a game Collinsville say versus an Albany say in the playoffs or something right mm -hmm. which um that becomes more of a physical game. Yeah, exactly. And that's where Collinsville, and that's where it got him last year. I think it was like 66 to 33 mm -hmm. uh, in that game, 66 to 34. Uh, and it's one of those games where you're going to have to either be perfect on offense or your defense has got to figure out a way to make some stops. Yeah, and that all starts with the defensive front. And Collinsville has had their times where they have played uh, really well defensively. I think they played 
pretty well against Cooper in the loss. In the second half, they did. In that first yeah. half, they gave up a lot of yards. In that right. second half, they were able to to kind of throttle it down. Uh, but they could, they'll be playing possibly Seymour uh, as Winthorpe beat Seymour last week, fifty four to twenty two. That puts Seymour in third right now in their district. Uh, if Collinsville beats, uh, I mean, if, if Munster and Celeste, uh, I, I think it's. If Munster and Celeste, whoever wins that is second, Collinsville's first, and then the loser of the Munster Celeste is third. Seymour, uh, they should win their last game. So, yeah, they're going to be third most likely. Uh, but anyway, Winthorpe beat them. Brock Belcher threw for 137 yards, ran for 127 yards, scored four t- touchdowns in that game. And, you know, Winthorpe, you know, last year they were kind of a paper Tiger eight and four. I mean, they made three rounds deep in the playoffs, but coming off a state championship, right? coming off a state championship. Yeah. Uh, but you know, they, 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 they were down to Celeste. I don't know if people remember this. Me and Matt Diggs always talk about this because they were down big to Celeste in that first round last year. And, and Winthorpe's made a, an amazing comeback, ended up beating them, uh, then outlasted Sterling city and then got into a shootout with Collinsville and, and lost that game 32 to 28. And that's where their season won. Uh, but you know, they lost to Henry at the beginning of the year. They lost to Munster. They lost to Bremont. This year, they've lost to Munster and they lost to Bremont, but they still feel a little different. The Trojans feel a little bit stronger to me than they were last year. They'll take mm-hmm. on a lecture this week. As you and I were talking, we were looking at the games this week. Uh, that, that's an old school name right there, Electra and Winthorpe, when those two used to play. Oh, yeah. In the 80s, if those two played, that would uh, draw a big crowd. Electra, man, was, uh, they were pretty darn good in the 80s. Oh, yeah. All right. So that is a look at the review. Uh, let's go ahead and start. We, we were talking so much about him. Let's just go ahead and start Celeste versus Munster this week. Uh, when, again, winner of this game is second place. Loser is third place. I think that's a big difference in this This is bracket. over in Munster, right? Yeah, this is over in Munster. You know, Celeste, since the realignment, they've been the odd team in. Mm-hmm. Um, th- th- you just look at everybody else and their teams and their makeups and their demographics, and you look at Celeste, and it's just like – that's an odd team in this district, but they've played really well. And last year they seven went, and two record. Yeah, seven and two record this year. Last year six and five. Again, they had kind of the collapse in the playoffs. But Demetrius Rector, their head coach, he has done a really good job of making this a consistent program over the last five years. Eleven and two, five and three, or three and five during the weird pandemic year. Eight and three and six and five. What they're trying to do now is finally establish themselves in the region two and three rounds deep. If you're going to do that, you're going to have to beat Munster because I still think second place is a little bit easier draw than third place. Well, I I akin this game to athleticism versus um, physicality. Execution and physicality. physicality. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. You know, Celeste being, say, uh, USC and Munster being Utah, right? Yeah. I, I, you know, Utah's going to sit up there. I'm going to tell Coach Carney that this week on the Munster <laughs> You're Show. You're Utah. You're Utah. <laughs> tell your quarterback to go sit down. <laughs> he's for the rest for the, of the year. Yeah, he's out for the year. Yeah, but I, you know, look, I like the physicality of Munster. This is at home for Munster. Um, Celeste, if they can stretch the field, they can win this football game. But yes. I think this game is one in the trenches for Munster, and I think Munster wins this one. Though Munster is young, right? A yeah. lot of sophomores yes. and juniors. Their, their quarterback, Casey Carney, the coach's son, he's a sophomore. Uh, Garrett Hester. You know, they all Munster always has a six foot four wide receiver slash tight end. A couple years ago it was Colton Deckert. This year, this t- going forward, it looks like it's gonna be Garrett Hess. He's six foot three. He's starting to come together. I like Munster in this game, but I think Celeste. Uh, athleticism will give them a problem. 
Uh, the teams that they've played that have athleticism have given Munster a problem this year, Paradise, Pottsboro, Collinsville. But I, I like. it just seems like Munster, I, I just feel like at home they're going to do just enough. I do think this is going to be a really good game. Yeah, I think it's a humdinger of a game. I like Munster by three to seven points. Yeah, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good way to put it. All right, where do you want to go next? Uh, let's go uh, Deweyville versus Lovelady. Lovelady undefeated on the year, 9-0. Uh, overall, four and zero in district. Uh, Deweyville is what four and one in district, eight and one overall. No, four zero in district, eight and one overall. This oh, okay, is, yeah, yeah they got th- that a little backwards. Their loss was to Chilton, thirty four to eight, the last week of non district. Since then, uh, they've been on a, a roll. Now they have given up points, and now again, this could be one of those where, like against Eva Dell, they gave up. It was 50, they won fifty eight to twenty eight. Did that twenty eight come when it was way out of the sided or not? I, I would like to know that. I, um, I do know Deweyville is going to try to hurt you with that running game. Yes. Elijah Curl uh, around 1,100 yards rushing uh, so far this year. C.J. Milton around 990 yards rushing. So this lovely uh, defensive front's uh, going to be tested uh, before going into the playoffs. This is for the district championship. I like Lovelady. Uh, but I think that Deweyville has the opportunity to control the clock and keep the score down. Yeah, I, I like Love Lady too because you know they they have two really good running backs who are mm-hmm. averaging over 100 yards in Skinner and Whitaker. They have a great offensive line. Uh, their defense all year, but especially and, and we can make the case of how good their district is. It's a big one. They've been playing district for a while now, but in district play, they've given up seven seven. Gave up seven two weeks ago to Sabine Pass, scoring 64, and gave up seven to Evadel last week, scoring 62. They've had two shutouts uh, on this, or three shutouts on the season, two in district. And how many of those are trash touchdowns, Exactly. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I like Love Lady in this one, but I do think it will be close. Let's go ahead, and this is one I want to throw on the real quick because we just talked about it, and I guess I just did not see that they played this week. Cisco and Holly. I think that's a good game to kind of spotlight, yeah. Uh, yeah. do it real quick. Like we said, Cisco on the year, they're four and five. Uh, they lost to Clyde, Wall, Breckenridge, and Jacksboro to start the season. They were 0-4. Uh, they, they then won three in a row but lost to Stamford la- two weeks ago, 28-13. to Last week they beat Anson 38-19. to We talked about Holly uh, and, and their record, 7-2, and 5-0 and in district. I like Cisco, but I think Holly's just way better in this one. I like Cisco a lot. Um, I, I think Cisco is going to pull at least one upset in the playoffs. I agree. And – Kind point. of turn some heads. Uh, they will not pull the upset here. I think it's just because it's Holly, right? Yeah. I mean, Holly uh, with Abel's, two Abel's now, right? Or very able to go in <laughs> and get the wing. You like what I did there? Yeah, I like right? that. I like that. Hey, I, I feel like we need a, a move in next year. Somebody named Kane. Kane and Abel. Yeah. What are you? What are you? What are you doing now? It's Halloween, and I am a Dalmatian. What did? Okay, so what talking about? Cisco, Holly, and Abel made you decide so, to pull that out. The right last now. time I went uh, through Holly, I saw a did not really see a Dalmatian. <laughs> I was trying to have a lead in. You just forgot about happy it. Happy Halloween! Thanks for being a buzzkill on Halloween. Hey, you're the one that took you're the candy. Even, what? I didn't take any candy. I, well, I'm not even what. 
You're not even dressed up. I am, too. I'm pretending to be a broadcaster tonight. Yeah, you're pretending really wow. poorly. All right, let's go to Southeast Texas. This is one of those games that... New home is not in Southeast <laughs> Texas. Is that where you're going? No, I'm going New home and ropes. And I'm yeah. talking about New home and ropes. <laughs> Maybe we're going to try a new style of show. You talk the game you want. Let's take and- it at, talk it at the same time, though. Ready? Go. So, New home, <laughs> like not like ropes, defense. six, and three. Oh, and they're playing like, at uh, New home with... <laughs> That gives me. That makes me really stressed out. Yeah, that's kind my of, anxieties. I, I thought let's it was, go with who you pick. All right, let's go Garrison. This game's going to be at Timpson. Uh, first off, Garrison's really good. Yeah. Uh, hey, do you want to? You want me to get the Dalmatian tail out? Okay. No, I, we're good. I want to talk Garrison. They are the Bulldogs. Oh, you talk Garrison it. for a second. So a lot of people might not know, but Brandon Alvarez. You know who his dad is, right? Barry. Jack Alvarez. I mean. The now head coach of Marshall, one state for uh, uh, Ennis, uh, was a state semifinalist in Kirbyville, was a great, had a great one year run in Cuero. Uh, and this Garrison team, they're going to be physical and they're going to run the ball with O'Marion Raspberry, who is one of the most electric running backs uh, in East Texas on the year. Their defense has been absolutely phenomenal. They have one, two, three, four, five, five shutouts. They've yet to give up more than 20 points, and that 20 points they gave up to is ARP, and we've seen what ARP has turned out to be up in the 3A level. Gave Troop everything, everything they, they can handle. handle. Yeah, right? and, and, you know, all this sounds great, and, and Garrison has played a solid schedule. All of this sounds great, but they're going up against the Timpson Bears, and, and we've we've seen Timpson. We've talked Timpson all year. Uh, they're 9-0. and For all the talk about their offense, people forget what their defense has done, and on the year, especially since district, they have had three shutouts. They've only given up 14 total points in district play. This is a battle that should be in the playoffs, and, oh, it might end up being in the playoffs. It very well could be. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, you know, look, Garrison, uh, obviously they're going to run uh, the ball with Omeda and Raspberry. I think the X factor is a JVN Black here, yeah, right? the quarterback. Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, Braden Davidson is the quarterback for Garrison, I believe. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, but I, I think Javian Black. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I had the yeah, wrong one. Black is a nice changeup for Raspberry. Um, the thing is, Timpson with uh, JJ Garner at linebacker, we saw how dominant <sighs> he is. Um, are they going to be able to establish the run consistently? They're going to. I I really think Garrison will get their yards and be able to move the football at times. Oh, I agree. Last year they uh... they will have to be consistent because Timpson. With uh, Bussy Garner and uh, uh, Amari Bruton out there offensively, I just it, that that's you've got to you've just got to get your stops against this uh, Timson offense. Well, and last year they, you know, Garrison led for a lot of that game. It was back and forth, and then mm-hmm. Timson in that fourth quarter. I mean, they did that multiple times. Ended up outlasting them forty-four to thirty-eight. Right. And then in the very very next round, the first round, they lose to Corgan Camden twenty-eight to seven. Might have just taken all of it out. Well, of and I think maybe this year you realize, okay, yeah, you want to win and all, but let's not live or die on this one. And we live to fight another day. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that they're going to pull back, but I, I do think that there, there I, will be no pulling back, no pulling back, one. but you've got to, you've got to be able to, to put enough energy or uh, energy in reserve for the first round, because this is an important game. Well, That's when you have tough football players and go yes. out and give it their all and be 100% invested 
win or lose a game and yeah. come back the next week like you hadn't even played. A hundred percent. That's what the good teams do. Can Garrison do that? Win or lose? Yeah, I have. And Timps- Timson do that? Win or lose? Timson's proven they can do that. Right? Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, and I've I, got Timson as well. I do too, but I do think it's a really close game. Yeah. All right, Refurio and Ganado. Refurio eight and one. Ganado eight and one. Uh, I like Refurio in this one. Do you even think it's close? I mean, what do we call close when it comes to Refurio? You know, twenty-one points. Well, I mean, they had the fourteen points. Okay, is close. so let me ask you 21 this: twenty-one is stretching. If it. you take one score out mm-hmm. of, of of what? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong one. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I was looking. I was saying, how You're did doing three? Great though, man. I was like, how did Three Rivers almost beat Refurio? But no, <laughs> but they, they didn't. didn't. No, it was they almost beat Ganado. Yeah. Uh, but I will use that game in reference because okay. it was a 27-26 win Are for Ganado. Yeah, I'm calibrating. Okay. Uh, Refurio beat Three Rivers fifty-nine to fourteen. So. Mm-hmm. 21 points is about the limit I think that it can be. Um, I, you know, you just look at, I mean, we've talked about fear all year long and we talked about fear for the last 10 years. I go back to their one loss. That's the, the most impressive thing to me. And that's scoring 36 on Hitchcock and, and that being a one possession game for most well, of the when game. When you're referio, you can line up and know you're going to be nine times out of 10, the most physical team. Right up in that in weird the trenches, saying that about ref- you know, every time, you, we, every we, time, even on the games I lost, they were as physical. Yeah, and, and give, they just got outflanked. Give Jason Heron credit; he has literally turned that program from being a fling it all over the field, score seventy five points, but it run out of gas when it matters, and your defense at times were just playing to give your offense a break. To this is a physical. They're not the biggest. They're, when you first see them in person, you're not going to be like, oh, my God, they're so big. But 50 snaps in, and that offensive line is just eating, and that defensive yeah. line's getting going back on skates every play. You realize they it's, still look different, though. Yeah, they do. It's just, it's, but it's just, it's just, man, they, it's, it's like different than their competition. It's just they, impressive. Yeah. They, yeah. You can tell these guys buy in in the offseason. Big trunks. These, where, Dick trunks. Yeah. Big yeah, trunks. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly. what it is. They look real. like they can squat Volkswagens, yes. right? And I, I think Refurio is one of those teams that realizes that state championships are not won week one through 16. It's won in the offseason. Yep. And that's what Refurio has figured out. And uh, Coach Aaron has got them buying into that, and it's paid off in spades. All right, uh, New Home, 9-0, and Rope, 6-3. and um, You know, look, Ropes, do they have a fighter's chance? I think they do, but they're going to have to stop it. You know, like Caleb Cook at uh, quarterback for yeah. New Home, uh, Logan Addison at running back. Uh, Caleb Cook has three or four receivers that he can rely on. They can really spread it out. New Home can. Yeah, f- four ropes. They're going to have to get Cade Franklin, their quarterback, in it, and, and th- they're going to have to find some big plays. And, and that's because wh- where New Homes will get you is they just wear you down. And you look at ropes on the year, you know, at times they've struggled against good teams to playing good defense. Offensively, they're averaging like 35 points a game, but they haven't played anybody near as close, in my opinion, as as new homes. And, and I just, right. I, I think the Leopards. This game is for new home to lose, right? Yeah, I, I think I think they can name their score. Not I maybe too. name their score, but close to it. Four touchdowns, you think? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Okay, this is over in ropes, in ropesville. Yeah. I still don't, that didn't change it for me. No, it doesn't. Okay, I'm sure. I don't think anybody. Dude, John Ward just got that ever, program humming right now, man. 
Yeah, award, yeah I mean, I, that name alone right there. But it's like award 14 points. Yeah, yeah, and 2A I mean, Texas. I mean, we're yeah. talking 20 years now. I'm not going to say a GA Moore type, but he's getting, he he's doesn't, getting close. He man. doesn't win. He hasn't won enough state champions to be, but he is one of those that when he tells you how a game's going to go at play, this is how it's going to be. This yeah. is how this game will win. He's going to be right 99% yeah. Coach of the Ward's, time. Coach Ward's a, he's a keeper, man. Yeah. And, he, and what he's done there at New Home and has turned them around and gone from, you know, just making the playoffs a few times to all the way to the state semifinals and returning 14 stars. Now he, and we're not saying that, you know, Ropesville's not like going into Death Valley to play right. No, he's <laughs> not scared of Ropesville. Yeah. <laughs> Get a rope. Yeah. Oh, wow. Anymore? No. That's it? I'm done. That's the last game? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let me make sure this works. Speak into your mic. I can't hear you. I was saying, let me make sure this works. All right. So that's going to do it for week 10 of 2A. Again, next week we'll be back. It'll be playoffs. We're talking about probably an hour show. We'll pick every 2A playoff game. Uh, we might do a competition with Coach X. Now that we have Taylor, who can like do that for us and actually count because me, you, mm -hmm. and Coach X are all, we don't trust each other. <laughs> so we have a third party or fourth party. I know, I went 103 and zero. You went 103, 103 and yeah. zero. And Coach yeah. X went 110 and zero. There wasn't even 100. Yeah, I think he just added some games. Like, right. you know, he, he was had picking some... WNBA is what he was doing. <laughs> but anyway, we might have some kind of competition. But anyway, we hope you enjoy the last week of the season. If you don't, if your team's not making the playoffs, hey, still keep listening. Just enjoy listening to state football. And if your team is making the playoffs, come back here and we'll tell you if they win or not. Until then, he's Grant. I'm Terry. This has been Sideline to Sideline, the 2A edition, brought to you by SI Design and Printing, right here on L4 Media. Wouldn't they know if they were winning or not if they went to their games? <laughs> we don't have to tell them. Right? No, we want to tell them. Oh, okay. But they know. But we want to Okay. I'm trying to tell these people that there's no – we only know who they're playing. Y'all okay. stay at home. I got, I got you. Just, all right, we're on the same page. Trying to get five people listening to us. That's Bye. all. Bye.